You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavs. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Hankston, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the trade to the deadline, the editor of the Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Man, trade machine is, like, taking over my life right now. It already is, like, my, my home screen. It just, like, devours my life and my nighttime laying in bed. Um, but no, I I did want to say something off the bat. The Mark Stein tweet today about the G League team uh, possibly going to Mexico City Ooh, uh, yeah. or Mexico City, saying you know NBA is going to try to put a team down there. Right. And I tweeted out something today. I've always I've been on board with this for a while. Obviously, it means a lot to me. Means a lot to you probably too, since you're uh, from similar area. But right. man, Louisville, Kentucky could host the NBA team and. I stand by that. The market, you know, a lot of people said that, you know, Louisville would never work because of the college thing. And a lot of people, a lot of grumblings uh, were, were centered around Rick Pitino um, for years. That Rick Pitino is one of the main people that was trying to stop the NBA coming from Louisville. Well, Rick's not there anymore, yeah, obviously. Rick gone. So. Rick gone. Rick. <laughs> but no, I it just I just look at OKC, and OKC is always something that. Uh, the pro Louisville NBA people point at and say, "Look what OKC has! Their fan base, their everything." And I, you know, Louisville could replicate that, and firmly believe that. Ever since the Yum Center went up downtown, yeah, um, that thing is nice, super nice, man. Yum Center to- is is sponsored by KFC, and it's like their their arena. They call it the Yum Center. Yes, yeah, Louisville Weird basketball's uh, um, their their arena sets right on the river. There, I've been to a couple a couple of games and events there and just super nice arena. And yeah, it could work. And I know if they do expand to two teams, you know, Seattle's a given, um, but it's that second team. That's the Las Vegas, Mexico city, Louisville, stuff like that. And I will be, uh, if that does come to fruition, I will be all aboard uh, promoting that. So I would love to see uh, a pro team back in my home state. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally behind that. I I would love to see that happen for for that area, especially since you have Louisville right there. That is the uh, the same size TV market basically as Memphis and as as uh, OKC. So like you know, it's not like it's a super small market where you're saying like, oh, this it can't sustain. It also has Lexington, what like an hour and a half away from it, not even yeah. an hour maybe hour and a half. And like Louisville always kills in ratings, NBA ratings. It's crazy when they show these like cities ratings wise, when it comes to, like who's watching the NBA, it's insane how Louisville always is towards the top. Yeah. So you have that close. And then Cincinnati is probably about two hours away from, yeah. from, uh, from Louisville. So you have, you know, that's a, a big metropolitan area as well that you could have, you, you could have a lot of pull from. I mean, the closest and the closest, I mean, I grew up going to, we would have to like going to an NBA game growing up for me. My dad would have to, you know, we'd have to drive to Indianapolis. I Same, mean, I lived, yeah. I, I lived in, in Cincinnati, an hour south of Louisville. That's where I grew up, and it's just like it was a five or six hour drive for an NBA game. A lot of times it was staying all night that night, so it was like a 
two-day thing just to go to a game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's Isn't just, that crazy now to think about, like, you and I go to, I don't know, what, 40, 50 games a year? Yeah, it's That's nuts. it's funny you say that because I was talking to my dad about that the other day, and it's like it was just crazy how – not that it's not a big deal now, but growing up it was just, oh, my gosh, like we'd yeah. go to a couple a year, and it would just – you know, go to, and we'd always go for the away team, like Yao Ming or yep. uh, Scotty Pippen, or like different people we'd go try to see. And but anyway, we're uh, we're blessed for our platform right now. Definitely, completely blessed. Love it. Uh, really appreciating it. So today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to still talk about some Nerlens Noel stuff. I know you guys might be done with it, but this is kind of going to be one of our last podcasts, specifically talking about Nerlens Noel because we're going to trade him. <laughs> By the end of this podcast, we are going <laughs> to we are going to trade Nerlens Noel. We have uh, we've called up Donnie Nelson. He has agreed to the parameters of the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. Whatever we say goes at this point. So, you know, it's crazy. You said that whatever we say. The last time Nick and I did a hypothetical trade, oh, we we were this doing, trade looks so good now. <laughs> so the Lockdown uh, Network, you know, has all the teams in the network. Uh, we did a hypothetical uh, mock draft before the draft. And it was all the, you know, and so many of these lockdown hosts across the league are credentialed guys, play by play guys, whatever they are. So they're you know, in tune with the they teams like we are. And, yeah. And so it was, a, it was a, a legit mock draft of people that would know different things and, and we could do trades. And in that hypothetical uh, trade, Nick and I made a deal with the Pistons. The Pistons had the 13th or 12th. Yeah. Thir- uh, uh, thir- no. Yeah. 12 or 11 12 12 yeah 12 or 13 and the pistons had that in the draft where they ended up selecting luke Kennard. but there's a made whole a bunch tra- of trades that's why we're confused <laughs> it's like yeah, all, yeah, yeah all kinds of movement but we we made a trade we moved down nine to 13 and we picked up stanley johnson and ended up taking donovan mitchell uh, at that 12 or and 13 we got rid spot. of set we got rid of seth curry in that trade not yes, got rid we, of but we, we gave them seth curry in that trade so we got rid of a guy that has not played yet <laughs> And we got Stanley Johnson, who's a young, interesting wing. And what do the Mavericks need more than wings right now? And Donovan Mitchell, who is probably the second best, if not third best rookie right now. Yeah. So like, I mean, hindsight, uh, you know, it obviously looked like a good trade now, but people made fun of us. Yeah. Yeah. Some people made fun of us like what Donovan Mitchell, because you know, we, we did a pod and we specifically, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was partial to Mitchell a lot because of Louisville and because sure. of uh, the Kentucky connection. And that's why I was really high on him and just, I watched him a lot, but um, you know, we did a pod to where at least half the pod, you and I just broke down his game and how we thought he could be a legit uh, candidate for Dallas at nine. And, but we're happy with Dennis. It's, you know, it's not, oh, yeah. we could, no, he would have been our second pick. We could be sitting there with like Zach Collins, you know, crying every day. LOL Portland. <laughs> all right before we get to that we need to talk about our friends at draft draft is a daily fantasy app you can use it for football or basketball isaac and i are starting a group a league i guess that is going to play for tonight which is friday night december 8th we are starting a league you guys can go join it there will be uh limited spots very limited spots so if you want to be in this draft with us if you want to play against me and isaac and see if you're better than us at drafting <laughs> you're not <laughs> drafting snake drafts every single night you can uh go play tonight with us so it's going to be called lockdown mavs just go to the draft app download the draft app or go to draft.com and you can uh follow me it's locked on nick follow me and then i will be able to invite you 
to join this draft and use the promo code LOMABS for a free $3 entry. So you just do the initial deposit. Isaac, you did this the other day. You just do a quick initial deposit and then you're able to use the promo code LOMABS and join a free $3 league. You can go do that. So come and join us on Draft today. Download the app anytime. Just search Draft in the App Store. It'll come up. It's one of the first ones. It's got a blue shield on it or whatever. Uh, so join that. It just, just takes minutes. Or play right from your computer on Draft.com, wherever you want. For a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into Draft when you make your first deposit. You just have to use the promo code, like I said, LOMAVS. L-O-M-A-V-S. That's right. Play a real money game for free. Just by using the promo code LOMAVS on your first deposit on draft. Isaac, it's going to be fun at night. Yeah, come see if you can come in second or third or fourth, you know, something like that. Because, I mean, I'm going to take the crown, but I, I challenge one of you to beat me. And these are fun, especially when you have a bunch of games on like we do on Friday. So you go in there, you get drafts. Every, there's It's 30 seconds between picks, so you just, you know, you pick, somebody else goes, and you're only picking from the pool of players that plays that night. So you get to, there's no salaries, or salary caps or anything like that. There's no, you know, no trades. You don't have to worry about anything like that. You just pick your players. You set them. The lineup is set automatically. You only select five players. You got to be strategic in where you pick your guards, where you pick your center, you know, whoever's playing that night. You got to look at the pool of players that are there. So join us on draft, promo code LOMAPS. So, yeah, so we are going to trade Nerland's Noel today. We're going through – we're going to do something different. We're going to go through every single team in the NBA that is not the Dallas Mavericks uh, and not the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> huh, yeah. We'll probably pass through them really quick. And go through every single team and say, do they would they at least have interest in Nerland's? The thing about Nerland's Noel is his contract is so tradable. It's only $4 million. That is That is super tradable. Yeah, so just to give the parameters on how – and the situation with Nerlens, a lot of you already know, but Nerlens is on the on the one year deal. He will he his contract's expiring. It's about a four point one million this year, and he has a. Um, it's with this when you sign a one year deal, you have the ability to veto any trade. So he has the ability to say no. He could say right now, you're not going to trade me this year, and set on the Dallas Mavericks bench for the rest of the year, and nobody could do anything about it. Yep. We don't think that, but. He could do that. So there's that. If he does get traded, he loses his bird rights with that new team, which at this point it looks like it doesn't matter at all, um, which it does come into play if he goes to a team that doesn't have a lot of money next summer and he does like perform well at the end of this year and they're like, man, they can't go over their cap uh, to sign them. They would have to just create the cap space to, you know, to re-sign him. So that plays into it some, but – that's just the the gist of it, and as far as the package, I think Nick and I are, are going to operate under the assumption for the podcast that it's going to take more than just a second rounder. Uh, yeah, for some, like if they get because I feel like we could go if, through every team and say, yeah, they'll give up a second rounder for Nerland. All right, so let's let's do this then. The Atlanta Hawks. <clears throat> they yeah. are the second worst team in the NBA. They give a second rounder for Nerland's Noel. Okay. Yeah. Now we, you just said that you you know we're not it, we think it would take more than that, but the second rounder for the Hawks could be the thirty first pick in the NBA draft. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I would take that. I would a thousand percent take that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think almost every single team in the league, if they had the cap, you know, to do it, they would trade a second um, for Nerlens, 
when I did a piece um, a couple days ago about nine teams that could trade for Nerlens, you know, I gave nine teams and then I kind of ranked them likelihood high, medium, and low. And the Hawks were one of my three teams on the list that I put as a high possibility. Um, a lot of that had to do with that they have three. I think they have a possibility of having three first round draft picks next year. Um, I think they they own a couple through there, uh, Cleveland's and whatever. So if you're the Hawks, you know maybe trading one of those um, late first rounders if they're going to say, hey, we'll give you Cleveland's 2018, you know, first rounder or whatever it is. Um, I think they might own the Rockets maybe too. I don't know, but yeah, they have the 2018 first round pick from Houston. Then okay. they have the uh, 2018 first round pick from Minnesota and 2019 from Cleveland. Oh yeah, 19 was the Corver one. Um, so yeah, so they got Minnesota's. And, you know, so if they called and say, "Hey, we'll give you that third, that third first rounder," you know, we're obviously they're going to keep their own, which will be top three, top four, yeah. and then you know we'll, they'll keep minis, and what we'll, they'll say, "Hey, we'll give you Houston's." I, I would probably do that. Late, yeah. you know, late first round. Yeah, I, I would even at, take their second. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, like and that's then, almost you, that's essentially a first round pick. So yeah, if we if we're gonna give a high possibility, I give the Hawks a high possibility to look into that uh, further down the road. They have cap, a lot of cap space next summer. It's not like they have a, a cornerstone right now that would prevent them from starting New Orleans. They have Dwayne Dedman. But Deadman's one of those guys where, like, if you're gonna take a swing at um, at a Nerlens, you bring Nerlens in, let him start, let you, you know, let's see what you got, and bring Deadman off the bench. Yeah, he's um, only on the books for six million this year, and then a player option for six point three million next year. So it's not like he's a guy that they've invested a ton into. You know, he could he could bolt. You know, yeah. after this year. So the Hawks could, the Hawks I to was, me are are all, are the you know the highest possibility. I think. Yeah, a high possibility and. It, it's also something that if like if Dallas did want one of those first rounders and Atlanta's like, I'm not going to give it to you straight up, you know, it might be something where Dallas says, well, we'll take a player from you with a first, like a Mike Muscala, like a Dwayne Dedman. <laughs> like if Atlanta says, we'll give you Dedman or we'll give you Muscala with that first rounder, you have to take one of them off of our books to get that first for New Orleans. It might be something that, you know, Dallas would do. Which is ironic because apparently the Mavericks showed interest in Mike Muscala this summer. Please don't ever be a Maverick. Also, Atlanta, of all the rumors we heard about Nerlens, which was very little, Atlanta was like the one team that actually seemed to show interest. There was there was like no rumors about Nerlens this summer, and that was yeah. one that was one team that actually did come up by a reputable source. Yeah, and it's a it's a team that you know that should chase him over the off season. They're looking yeah. for pieces to build sure. from, and if they want to get a head start on it to see, you know, what Nerlens could be in their system, go for it. I mean, you're not the other. The other thing about, I mean, you mentioned Deadman, but Miles Plumley also is a guy that they have for twelve and a half million for the next three years. So I know yeah. that that's not going to derail you. That's not going to dissuade you from going after Nerlens, but he's also a player yeah, I mean, that it, is on their it, roster for a lot of money. That's something. That's something that's just like unfortunate, but it's not something that would stop you from looking at a young piece. Yeah, he's like a Moscow. <laughs> so Atlanta, we put in that high possibility category. Yeah, Atlanta's in our in our top group there. The Boston Celtics. Let's just get. We're just going in alphabetical order through the East. The Boston Celtics. Uh, this would be you know, tough. They're you above, know I'm all about this. They're way above the cap, but they have a lot of ways that they could do this, and they really need him. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, like I said before, I had three teams in my high possibility to get uh, to get 
uh, New Orleans, and they're they're my second team on this list. It just happens to be the second alphabetical team. But I wrote a whole piece on this about their disabled player exception. Nick and I talked about yeah. it on the pod. Um, we went in depth on it, how they can make it work. They're you know that exception's eight point something million. Uh, they could you know absorb Nerlens into that. He fits all the parameters uh, for a player to fall into the exception. He could you know he could play with Al Horford. He could counter. He could kind of counter like Baines as far as what center they want to put out there. Like with Horford, sometimes do they need a banger like Baines, or do they want somebody that can switch more? Uh, like Nerlens, and plus he has Boston roots, all that stuff. He get to play on a big stage, and the big thing is like what you said. Well, I'll go with their cap. If he did do well, they would have to manually create this cap space next summer. They couldn't go over the cap to re-sign him. So if they want, if he played well, they wanted to keep him. They would have to do some flexibility, let go of Marcus Smart, some different things next summer to make it work. Yeah, and Boston has a bunch of picks too. They have a ton of picks. A bunch of nineteen. They have a whole bunch of twenty nineteens, and they have a uh, the two thousand eighteen from the Lakers. That's like between two and five. <laughs> so yeah, like they could give that up, which yeah, would they, be hilarious they, because that the the <laughs> the description under that pick would be so long. Like came <laughs> from this team to this team to this team, protected through this. Like oh my gosh, that that pick is so complicated. I don't think that they would give that up, but I think no. that they would entertain. They own a Memphis pick in, I think, 2019. I think they own a Clippers pick in 2020 or something. Um, Clippers in 2019. They, they own the Clippers in 2019 and the Memphis in 2019. Yeah, man. And, both of them are, like, super <laughs> super sexy picks right now. But it's something else to say. Like, when people say about draft picks, oh, they would never give that up for New Orleans. At some point, you can't harbor a roster <laughs> – of just they you know, young the guys. They, they they did give up one of their Brooklyn picks. <laughs> exactly. They gave up the Brooklyn pick. We're even seeing it now. Like They had to trade off. Like Ante Zizek was a big-time like a European player. We saw French Draymond Green the other night. You know, Gershon Yabusele. Like, both of these guys, <laughs> was just like they're sitting on the end of the roster, and they were both first-round picks. And so at some point, you got to cash in and go for it all. That's why I think – Boston is a high possibility to go for Nerlens and just, you know, they're doing, you know, so well without Hayward. Cash in, go for it this year and then just see. Yeah, I don't I don't think a Nerlens is a go in for it all move, but it is a it is a try for another For year the exception though. Like yeah, that's it. Right. Like they're going to take some I mean trading a a first round pick in 3 years that's going to be in the, you know, late lottery or early 20s for Nerlens, I think is better for your, for your playoff run than like signing Gerald green off free agency, you know, especially a team that has a present and a, some, a future, you know, like yeah. they have, a, they're really good in the present and they have a really good future. So we don't know how far, like, you know, into the future they're going to need. I don't know. So, all right. The next team is the Brooklyn nets who made a move today. They traded Trevor Booker for uh Jaleel Okafor free Oak. And they also fr- freed uh, Stauskas. So Stauskas going to the, the Nets. It was only fair that Stauskas would get to play for the trifecta of awful teams in the Sacramento Kings, the Philadelphia 76ers when they were awful, and now the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> the face of tanking in the NBA, Nick Stauskas. Oh, Nick Stauskas. I think I would have just kept Kilpatrick instead of bringing in Stauskas. But, I think, yeah, I agree. Uh, <laughs> but, uh 
No, I mean, I, I don't see Brooklyn going for it too much just because they just drafted uh, Jared Allen. And, um, you know, that's, you know, they still got Mozgov on the books. But mainly, I mean, I feel like if you if you would bring in Nerlens, it would be kind of a giving up on Jared Allen. And I wouldn't give up on him just yet. So, And you, would I you don't... really do that to both Nerlens and Jaleel Okafor to put them in the same position again? <laughs> Gosh. Uh, that would be kind of funny. They yeah, also have they... Quincy Acey and Tyler Zeller that both play five for them sometimes. Oh, I love AC. Uh, yeah, I mean you're right. I, I don't see uh, I don't see Brooklyn going for Nerland. No, I think that one is done and out. Charlotte, the Charlotte Hornets. This team, their salary cap situation is not that great. They have 116 million on the books, which to me kind of stuck out. They have a bunch of uh, overpriced guys. I think they also have a uh, a problem at center where they have. Dwight Howard, who's their starter, plays a bunch of minutes there. They have Cody Zeller, who played pretty well for them at center last year, and they wanted to start him this year, and then all of a sudden Dwight Howard came in. They have Kaminsky, who should probably be playing five, at least on offense, and uh, you're like, I don't know where he would fit in, <laughs> you know, at this point. So seems pretty low to me. I don't know if they would make a move. It just doesn't seem like a good fit. Yeah, I have it low. Um, I mean, just kind of what you said. It's not like – you know, Dwight Howard's their starter, but it's not like they're, uh, you know, I don't think bringing in Nerlens and giving up, you know, both giving up on like Frank or, you know, Zeller's, you know, signing extension recently. So they just got so many guys up front. I don't, I mean, unless, I don't know, for some reason, unless Dallas was like interested in saying, hey, we'll take Cody Zeller for Nerlens or something like that. But I don't see that at all. I don't even think the Hornets would do that. Unless they just wanted to get off a contract. But, yeah, I don't think they I think they yet. like Cody Zeller. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, we can cross Charlotte off. All right. The Chicago Bulls is. Um, the Chicago Bulls are interesting to me. They got Robin Lopez, but he's only on the books for $14 million next year. You have Laurie Markkinen. I think Markkinen and Nerlens Noel would be a really good fit together. It would be hard for them against, you know, bigger bigs. You know, like anybody that's going to – have any type of post game at all or rebound <laughs> yeah chicago's chicago was really intriguing because when i was doing a piece i was looking at chicago because chicago is one of those teams like atlanta that will have a ton of cap space next summer and you're like man a rebuilding team would they swing for nerlands and it's just i think it would have to be a three-teamer i think they would have to send robin lopez somewhere it's just they they just handed a contract uh re-signed that um Felicio, Cristiano Felicio, too. They gave him like a three or four year deal. I mean, he can only play. Yeah, that's play. backup center money, though. Yeah, but it's like him, you know, Robin Lopez, if you're going to play marketing at the five some. So it makes sense in a rebuilding squad, but I don't like, is it worth just benching Robin Lopez for? You know, is it, is it worth, you know, you just handed Felicio a three-year deal and then you trade for Nerlens and say, hey, you're going to replace Felicio, you know? Like, I don't I don't see it unless it was a three-teamer and they swung a few pieces somewhere else. And um, I'm not – I put that in like a medium category, I guess, maybe. Yeah, I, I agree with you in the sense that they would have to trade Robin Lopez in order to make that work. Yeah, and I don't think Dallas would want Robin Lopez back. No, that would be weird. <laughs> would Dirk and Robin Lopez get along? Who is faster? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, everybody's favorite pick. Oof. I just don't know. <laughs> I mean, what would they give up? 
I mean, it would definitely be. I mean, this is the cheap DeAndre option. <laughs> as far as if they want a you know a guy, you know everybody's talking about what they need in a DeAndre Jordan trade. Why they would go for DeAndre? Um, this would be a and Nerlens would be a cheaper option uh, that would enable you to keep Tristan. I guess. I don't know. I mean, you could look at. I mean, if it's a draft pick, you could look at. You know. You know, one of the one of their European guys and Zizek or uh, you know, Chetty Osman. Uh, yeah, Osman, one of those guys, or both of them together. Uh, would you take both of them together for Nerlens? Yeah, oh, I would take one of them. <laughs> I would just take one. Or the well, I think other. they would have to put both of them together to equal four. I think they both make around like one point five or two or something like that. Chetty's making two point six. Okay, so, so like you know, I mean, neither one of them play. So, I mean, if they just said, hey, we'll trade you both of those guys for Nerlens, I think I'd do that. Oh, I would I would 100% do that. I feel like that's very intriguing. Yeah, so then he comes in and backs up Tristan. A lot of people want to make that connection. When I talked to Nerlens at Media Day about his summer, you know, he told me, yeah, he worked out with LeBron over the summer <laughs> um, in L.A., stuff like that, how, you know, they are friends. They share the same agent now, obviously. So a lot of people are wanting to draw those lines of – that he might play wherever LeBron plays next summer. So this could give him a head start. I don't know how it would look next summer. If the Cleveland wanted to re-sign him, they would have to uh, really do some wonders with their cap situation. But I don't think LeBron's going to be there next year anyway. So, Yeah. I mean, the way they're playing right now, it's hard to imagine him not coming back now. I mean, it's easy to say he's not going to come back when they're playing bad. Yeah, I still don't. He just bought a second home in L.A. for like $60 million. <laughs> <laughs> or that whatever is his, it is. That <laughs> is his game day home. He's only going to live in it during game day. All right, the Detroit Pistons. Wait, with Cleveland, I would put them at medium to high, somewhere through there. Okay. Yeah, because they're always a team that seems like they want to make a move. I think they'll, they might, they'll try to swing higher at the deadline, but a Nerlens trade could be something that they keep on the back burner like towards the end or something. Got it. Anyway. What's the Detroit Pistons. So this would – he would have to be their backup center. <laughs> you know, it, it, he's not coming in. It's like like the Cavaliers. He would have to come in and be the, you know, the backup. He would not start for this team. So they already have, you know, obviously they have a drum in, ton of money in him. They have uh, Boban, who's kind of like their, their next guy. Boban. They have a bunch, you know, not a bunch of money, but they have – you know, five point eight million this year and nine and a half million next year. It's kind of interesting, um, but I think they they can make a move. I think they could. I don't see it though. Uh, they're not a team I really uh, considered with it. Because I think if you're here's my thing. I think if you're going to trade for Nerlens, you're going to give him you're going to give him a role that's significant minutes that you could really see what he is to see if you could resign him next summer. And they're committed to Drummond, and I just don't see uh, the purpose of bringing Nerlens in for that. Yeah, it, I don't. It's just, I don't really see where where he would fit on that team right now. You know, they're paying Josh Smith for another three years. That's insanity. It's like, is Brooklyn still paying Darren Williams? Uh, I don't know about that. I have to look. But yeah, Josh Smith getting paid uh, five point three for another three years until through twenty twenty. That's awesome. That's so funny. Josh Smith, keep getting them checks, man. The uh, <laughs> the Nets are also paying Darren Williams 5.5 through 2020. Bunch of contracts got 
That's, That's awesome. Dude. These guys are not in the league. <laughs> Gosh, well, he Josh Smith was in the league. Yeah, for, for like a week. Three games, yeah. <laughs> All right, the Indiana Pacers. I think this does not happen. I think that they, they have Sabonis and they have Miles Turner, who are both they, trying to figure out if they can play them together. I don't think they can. And so you basically already have two centers. I don't think that they're going to do this. They also have Al Jefferson on the books for, you know, just about $10 million. I don't see it. I agree. I don't. I don't see this at all. They they already got their two bigs. Yeah, and they're young too. They're super young. They're like both twenty two or younger. Yeah. So, all right, Miami. This one is kind of interesting because, and the only reason why is they could be a Son Whiteside move. Like this could be a situation where they start. I don't know. I, I could I could see that happening, and then you can play. You know, they signed Kelly Olynyk in the off season, but you can play Nerlens and Kelly Olynyk together. For sure. This is something we mentioned yesterday late on the end of the pod as far as watch out for these these group of teams that are sitting on these centers that some people want to say it's on the trade block uh, that could be traded, that they could swoop Dallas in to bring in Nerlens to be that replacement. And so, you know, if Miami does shop Hassan Whiteside, they trade him off to, you know, somewhere else around the league in that package for Whiteside returning back to Miami as, you know, a young wing or draft pick center or something like that, they could swoop Dallas in and say, hey, let's bring New Orleans in to be a Whiteside replacement um, and see how it works out. So, yeah, I mean, Miami's, um, they're on one of my lower medium. They're in my not one of my nine teams that could trade for him. But this is obviously just contingent on Whiteside being traded. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty low unless, like you said, the contingency on on Whiteside being traded. And I think he comes if he does come in, he comes in as competition for Bam. You know, I, I don't oh, think, yeah. I don't think that they would like declare him as the starter. I feel like him and Bam would 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 bang would bang it out. I feel like Nerlens uh, loves Bam because and of we, course we can't forget they would be also in competition with AJ Hammonds. Oh my gosh, he's still on that roster. He's still on the books for him. Wow. Um, yeah, man, Nerlens loves Bam. We I kidded with him back over the, when we first traded for him about Bam and how some people didn't have Bam as like a first round or a late first round. And he's yeah. like, boy, man, that boy's a lottery. And he was right. <laughs> he was. The Milwaukee Bucks, you got to move faster on these. We're, we're going so slow. The Milwaukee Bucks, yeah. uh, you know they're still paying Larry Sanders $5 million this year? Holy crap. <laughs> they have John Henson. They have uh, – Thon make they have Thon McCure. They have Spencer Haas still on the books for another three years. Um, I I don't really see it here for them. I think that they want some. If they're gonna go after somebody, I think they they're gonna want somebody better. I think they have a lot. Uh, their a lot of their moves have seemed like I wouldn't say short sighted, but just like right now, win now moves. So yeah, it could happen. He's one of the guys that seems like it would fit for them. You know, long long guy that gets in passing lanes, but I don't know if they that's in their immediate future. <laughs> He's just kind of redundant to uh, a Thon, and it's just if Thon can shoot. Yeah, right, and Thon know, does what? a lot of things better than him. <laughs> and he's, you know, whatever Thon's age is. But, yeah, I don't I don't see this happening either. <laughs> he could Who's be, next? It could be 10 years older than Nerlens. We don't know. The <laughs> New York Knickerbockers. Uh, they have Joakim Noah on the books for – Nerlens for Noah? Four more years. They have Porzingis, obviously. They have um, who else? Is it? Willie Hernan Gomez, I guess. They're not. They don't have a ton of bigs on this roster. Kylo Quinn, I guess, is a, a big for them. You could do it straight up, Kylo Quinn for Nerlens, but that doesn't do anything for the Mavericks. So, 
No, I'm not doing that. It, no, they should never not play Porzingis at the five. Porzingis is a five. Don't ever try to play him at the four again. So that they're not on my list for now. And they have Cantor too coming off the bench. So and and they like Cantor apparently, and he's been playing pretty well for them. Yeah. All right, the Orlando Magic. They have Bismack Biombo and they have uh, Vucevic, and I don't think that they would make a move for Nerlens unless they move one of those two guys. Yeah, this would be one of those things where, like, you know, if they're saying Dallas will attach a first with like Biombo, we'll give you a first and Biombo for Nerlens just to get Biombo off. Biombo would come in and Rick would say, "Sit down, Biombo. <laughs> Sit down. You can't catch anything." Um, but no, he's kind of redundant to Biombo. I don't see them uh, trading for Nerlens now. Speaking of redundant, the Philadelphia 76ers, we will not even mention them. Pass. It's not going to happen. The Toronto Raptors uh, in the Eastern Conference. Do you see – I don't really see him fitting. They have Lucas Nugueros coming off the bench. They have Jakob Pertl. They have uh, OG, I guess, that could be a four for them, and Siakam. They have a bunch of like young bigs that I don't think that they would be interested in Nerlens. I don't think they would either, especially their cap situation next summer. Um, yeah, they would have to. They're yeah, on, they're, so they're on the books this year for 117 million, and somehow it goes up next summer to 124.6. Yeah, That's that would be. They're just one of those. They're in win now mode. So mm-hmm. uh, I think of it for a team to trade for Nerlens. Yeah, well, never mind with that. But if they traded, if they traded Jonas. They, I think they could entertain that pairing with Ibaka, but I don't think so, no. No, I, I don't see that happening as well. All right, so the last team in the Eastern Conference is the Washington Wizards. This one is interesting. They have Gortat, they have Mahimni, and uh, that's kind of it. They have Mike Scott, I guess, that kind of plays five for them. They have Jason Smith, I guess. He's, he's sort of more their backup center than Mahimni some nights. It just depends. Yeah. They would have to move one of those three guys, Gortat, Mahimi, or Jason Smith, because you can't play any of those guys together. <laughs> no, I, I remember when Dallas signed Gortat to an offer sheet. And, uh, <laughs> just a Orlando match. Orlando match. Uh, but, no, I, I think uh, I think Washington will be swinging for uh, bigger fishes come the trade deadline. I think they'll probably get into the DeAndre talks if they can. But no, I think I think I could see them swinging for Nerlens, you know, with if they got off uh, Gortat, if they traded Gortat, I don't know what that would, you know, look like for Dallas or even if uh, Washington would want to do that, uh, because I think Gortat's an underrated center. I like Gortat's game for some reason, but Gortat to me is like Andy Dalton as a quarterback. He's like just middle of the road. Like you're not like but some nights he you're has not... no pressure on him though. What? Andy Dalton has pressure to like lead his team. Gortat is not leading anything, except for picks. But he's not the best player in his team, so I don't know if there's yeah. pressure on Andy Dalton. But anyway, <laughs> just kind of like I'm just saying in in reference to where they are in their position. He's like middle of the road. Everybody overlooks yeah. him. Doesn't really care. So yeah, that's true. All right, that's it for us here today. We are gonna just stop there at the Eastern Conference teams. We have already got we've gone over the thirty minute mark, so we don't we don't want to do a sixty minute pod just on Nerland Strait. So we'll drop the rest of this uh, sometime later, either during this week or next week, uh, because the fifteenth will not come before next week. So we, we've got some we've got a couple pods between now and then. So we'll do the Western Conference at a later date. The rivalry continues. Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Oh.